this is, um, what episode are we on? We're on episode five of the actual podcast that we've done, but obviously this is about episode eight. Of episode the, eight? Yeah. So how many more are there left now? I think that given that the last season had nine episodes and we found out that the next episode is going to be Logan's funeral, mm. I think that we're going to probably, we're, this was our penultimate. Oh God. Penultimate. And it was, it was a, what a, what a penultimate. What a... What a big sandwich of an episode. Mm. That packed a punch. It was so intense, yeah. but in a different way. It wasn't emotionally intense. It, it wasn't was as emotionally intense. Information intense. Information intense, exactly. I felt a little bit stupid watching this episode. Totally. I thought that I would be able to come to you to tell me what was going on, but it seems like that's I not... I think it went a little bit over both of our heads. Yeah. Just um, so, in a way, I do respect that decision. Yeah, yes. And, and, and corruption it, yeah. and, and the fact that... Even though the episode is called America Decides, it's clearly not America deciding. It's the billionaires hidden in their, you know, boardrooms making these decisions or whatever. Um, but I guess it was so mystifying to me, this electoral process. Mm. And it, even though we've seen it so much in all the TV shows that we've watched, all of the American culture that we've consumed, it still seems so strange to me. Like the Well, whole it's idea. just unbelievable to see behind the scenes. It, this is a really stupid reference, but it reminded me of Wreck-It Ralph. Mm -hmm. Because... I love Wreck-It Ralph. When I saw Wreck-It Ralph for the first time, yeah. it honestly was the first time I'd ever been to see anything that did literally blow my mind. I, I was... <laughs> and I was like, what's that feeling in my head? Oh my God, my mind is being blown. You mean like when they go back in through the plug socket into the, um, like the game central station? No, it's literally when... He, they go off their gaming and they go behind the curtains into their world and they're living in the game. <laughs> and it's like, how have I not ever thought about that? It's Look. like, yeah, your brain was expanded because you realised that you could like push the limits of what you could conceivably, what could conceivably be true. Which is something staring you in the face daily and you don't think about the, the behind the scenes. You don't think about what goes on to get those characters on the screen. You just... I think that's a really, really valid comparison actually. So with this, with the electrical, the electrical, the electoral thing, yeah can actually change how we're governed and yeah I, I never really thought about that yeah and the, the the fact that it's all these tactical decisions to make certain calls and the fact I guess also something that seems so interesting to me is like how in a way casual it is for these people that are in the really powerful positions like how is the the future president, the Menken character, having a phone call and like a, Roman's able mm. to just pop over and visit him. And it, it just feels like so, so much more malleable than you would expect it to be when it should just be the number of votes, who gets the most wins. Yeah. But instead it's like this conversation that's happening almost. So and, and it's just, it's so, it, it's not actually about who will be the most useful to us as yes. a news corporation. Yes. And... And like we said earlier, like the, the fact that they're in this um, immediate aftermath of grief and shock. Yes. I mean, it's probably what day six. Day yes, like as they as they keep tr like carefully trying to remind us. Because I think, given that we only get these episodes once a week, so now for us, it's been what four or five or six weeks since Logan died to us. But they keep making these very small references in the episodes. My dad died a few days, and I think that you're going to lose some of the impactfulness if you don't remember that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. But I, I just, it's so, it's so clear, isn't it, to us that they are making decisions in that fog. In the fog, yes, in the fog, definitely. And they're, they're, and I, I really felt that through Kendall the most, actually, in this episode, like he's wading through that grief. And also with Roman in his um, nihilism, um, 
Romans trajectory has just been so sad. It's been it. it's been very it, it's been really pointed. I think if I could pick out of the main three, who's had like the most kind of condensed, concentrated like character development in this series, it's probably Roman. Yeah, for sure. Because we've also got the least screen time with Roman. No, so I feel like I've seen so much more of Roman and Shiv. No, 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 no. I totally disagree. Because with, with Kendall, we see a lot of private moments of Kendall. We see him having intimate conversations. We see him when he's in the water kind of soaking up the atmosphere like we I see we see Roman in the car looking at that that gift that Kendall sent him we see Roman having actually more external scenes than Kendall's had he's had meetings with the execs he's had meetings with Menken meetings with Jerry he's had meetings on his own more yeah well I guess I guess it's our, interpretation. It's our own interpretation because it shows that you perceive what you want to perceive maybe do you think that one of the questions that this episode is like asking or posing or whatever is should we feel guilty about the fact that we've um, like grown in empathy towards these people? And this episode shows us that they are all immoral, evil, out for themselves, and they are the people that are corrupt. Even when Shiv is saying, no, I'm doing, I, I want to do this for our country, for the good of our country. Do you really believe her? Mm, I don't really understand Shiv's motives anymore. Yeah, I don't think that even she really understands her motives no. anymore. She seems so confused. Because imagine adding into the fog of grief, you are also 30 weeks into pregnancy. No, 20 weeks into pregnancy. Yeah, I really admire their l- lack of focus on the pregnancy. Yeah. I think that's really clever because actually, I, I do think that it, it, it underestimates women when you only focus on the pregnancy when so much other stuff is going on in life. Totally. And you are able to do a lot more than society I think gives you credit for um especially in this episode I mean the the way that they spoke to her and treated her because she is the girl the mm. only girl when they found out her sort of devious uh like back back door scheming with Matson or whatever rather than kind of confronting her directly about it like they would if she was one of the brothers they made fun of her voice like eh, 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 mm. exactly the same way that Logan used to do yes um, and then say stuff like um I'm doing this for the good of your country. Or is it because you broke up with your boyfriend? So belittling. Um, but so you're fa- right. Actually, I think Kendall and Roman, it's very much, compared to the the, the feral bitchiness they, towards Shiv mm. when they get into a fight as a threesome, yeah. Kendall and Roman are quite dignified with each other. Yeah. They don't ever go guns blazing and shout insults, really, do they? Well, yeah. Apart but- from, the, well, the, the, in this episode, it was the chicken and the steak. Um, yeah confrontation which was actually really you know quite sweet and juvenile um and I think slightly out of place like I don't think that I feel like I've heard that conversation before yeah and I wish it had been a slightly more up-to-date kind of something something just to bring it more into the last few years of their lives yes I think that sometimes you know, now that we're in the fourth season of this show and the writers and the creators and everyone involved knows how much we love seeing these childlike versions of them and how, you know, they're still living with the adult versions of them. But it sometimes can feel a little bit forced, these like constant references Mm. to the bickering as a child, because I just feel like maybe in that scenario you wouldn't, I don't think Roman would have brought up the chicken and steak example. So that is an interesting thing to talk about a show that basically is perfect in our eyes. Mm. They can still make these decisions sometimes that feel like a little bit unnatural. Yeah, it, we we there is nothing about the show that I don't absolutely adore and love, and I just I already feel grief at the fact that it's going to finish. Yeah, 
But um, if we just step aside from the political story. Let's do it. What Let's take a step big, away. What are the big scenes in this episode? And I don't think we have to worry about being in chronological. No, Because everyone no, would have watched no, the episode no, anyway. No. But in terms of standout scenes between characters that were not about the numbers or mm-hmm. the Mencken or whatever, what do you think stood out? Okay, well, that uh, the really nasty conversation between Tom and Shiv when she revealed her pregnancy. And I was so disappointed. I was disappointed because I wanted it to be the thing Me too. in the chat. Me too. Do you think that that's on purpose? Do you yeah. think that they made it that deflating and weirdly non-significant on purpose? I don't know. I felt quite flattened by that moment. And obviously, it's very poignant that she tells him, finally... And his response is not believing her because she's so caught up in her own web of lies and deceit. But I thought it was arrogant of her to respond like that because it's like, you're estranged. You've had a really intense, you know, even was it yesterday, that huge revealing fight. Yes, which she apologizes for. Yeah. And again, I was like, she's really on the back foot. Her status is so much lower than his right now. Um, Having said that, I, I feel like Tom's status at the beginning of the episode is Very low. really low. Yeah. And, and your prediction, well, you said that you think if there's going to be a death, it, would be it Tom. could be Tom killing this is himself. The, and this is a private conversation that we've had. We I haven't know. even discussed this on the podcast. I know, but I think that, so your prediction that Tom might kill himself. Just, I feel like the show would be, it. I don't know why, but I feel like there's going to be another I, death. I feel like that's a really good prediction. Or would be so great if it did happen in this, you know, that would be like one of the writer's room things on the on the whiteboard. Yeah. That's like, no, that's too much. Yeah, definitely. Like so, somebody threw that idea out there. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it in the DNA of the show. It might not happen, but for some reason, I feel like Tom's sort of tragic figure trajectory, something in that would, would, would make sense to me. And that close up at the end of the last episode. Exactly. It, it looked fearful, didn't it? Yeah. But I feel like her, she's really, I mean, she said the word please a few times in that chat with Roman and and Kendall, like, please, please. I just, she's lost her entire identity. There's no trace of how strong and bold and sure of herself she was in the first couple of series. Yeah. So when she just says, and you know, and and you know what, I'm pregnant. And and then he makes out, he's like, what, is that even true? Um, I don't believe she's actually upset. It's completely believable that Tom would say, is that even true? He's, yeah. he's got this huge bit of news. You can't just immediately respond joyfully, especially when they're that strange. So I just don't understand why she responded like that. I felt like that was, I, I felt like she was pretending. Definitely. I think that she doesn't know what she wants, as we've mm. already said. And I think that she's spinning out. And I think that she realizes that all of the places where she's put her trust and her eggs, basically, all of the baskets that she's put her eggs. <laughs> are kind of, um, they're not hatching, no. um, including Matson, including the boys, including the company, and her father's gone, and she's pregnant, and she doesn't know if she wants it, and she's estranged from Tom. But when he says, you weren't even that close to him. Oh, you weren't yeah. even that nice to him. And you killed him, basically. Oh, my gosh, I thought that was such... And that, and directly after that, she says she's pregnant, right? Yeah. I thought that was such a low blow. It really, really was. But it felt not super impactful, in a good way. It's obviously the nastiest thing that you could possibly say, but it felt like it felt it felt like a normal conversation between the two of them, weirdly. Mm. Um, and it just shows how damaged they both are. She wants him. 
She wants him back. I know she does. I think she just wants somebody to actually be in her corner yeah. because for this whole series, nobody has backed her. She's not been the one that's going to be picked to be CEO, COO. She's not the one on the piece of paper. She's not mentioned anywhere. You know, Matson is the first person to give her even like an inkling of interest attention. Or, that she, or attention. And then he turns out to be a big forward too. So it makes sense that if you were to just look at it in like in a human way that she is going to go because Shiv is somebody that's always going to gravitate towards men who have a lot of power, who are kind of shitty towards her because that's who Logan was. So it makes sense that she would team up with somebody like Madsen. Mm. But I just feel like everything that she's, you know, invested in in this series so far has been such a failure for her. But I think that's the same for all of them. I, I, none of them are doing well. And I, I found um, a really small moment, but at the end of the episode where Menken's, um, you know, celebratory speech, very terrifying strange, speech, very, very is terrifying. playing with, with basically a montage of all of the characters' faces. And I thought, oh my God, if you were the actor playing Menken, you'd be so annoyed. But... Um, then it does come back to Menken and it's scary. But then it does a really beautiful snapshot of the elders. Yeah. Like Frank, Carl. Jerry wasn't there. Not Jerry, but what's the one with the funny neck? The funny neck, Hugo. Hugo. Hugo with the skinniest neck in the world. And they're sitting there and I found Frank's face particularly moving because they had their whiskey or their coffee or whatever. They were just sitting and watching it. Very calm and knowing like this is the beginning of a big moment. Yeah. And this is us. This is a terrifying moment for us. Yeah. Um, and something they, they, they cannot do anything mm. in, in the eye of the storm. They have to sit there and watch on the TV like everybody else. Yeah. I find that really powerful. What did you think of Kendall's moral wobble that he was having throughout this episode? Well, I just found it really moving when he said to Shiv, look, can we be honest? I'm going to be honest and say Roman's alliance with Menken makes me feel jealous mm -hmm. and so part of me wants to sabotage that because I want to be the one who's the chosen one and yeah I, I would like to speak open it was very therapy speak wasn't it yeah I want to I want to I would like to speak truthfully about the fact that I want this and you see Shiv you know storing all her little you know revenge chips in her cheeks and <laughs> I've said that before in my life I love it and um when that walk he does on the balcony after he realises that she didn't actually phone Nate. And the look that he gives her through the glass. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. It's actually, it's interesting that in the last two episodes, there's been this kind of balcony as a kind of another character. Yeah, exactly. Where they've all had to, like I'm shocked they didn't show any of the Shiv and Tom argument from that angle. I know, that would have been great. But this as well. And am I right thinking that Greg, after Tom, I mean after... Kendall speaks to Greg, and Greg obviously backstabs Shiv. Yeah. Like Tom told him to, hold that information in your head until yes. you need it. so right. Does he wave and smile at Shiv? I feel like he did yeah, smile. Yeah. I, I don't know if he waved, but I feel like he definitely smiled. Also, we'll get back to Kendall in a minute, but like, what did you think of that conversation between Greg and Kendall's assistant? What's Jess. her name? Jess. Um, I really enjoyed that. I really Partly enjoyed because it too. I've missed Jess. Me too. Jess's presence in the series. I do think that that was supposed to be um, a glimpse into a normal person, somebody yeah. who's just actually working for these people, and her perspective on how fucking crazy it is. Maybe give it two minutes, maybe something could actually change. Yeah, I didn't understand why she was saying maybe give it two minutes. Part of me thought it was her being like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to go downstairs and, and be part of this. Yeah, because Greg has his foot in either boat, in both boats. Yeah. 
of being the part of the elites, but also supposedly kind of blending in with the normal people. Maybe Jess looks to him as to say, you know, you don't have to be one of them. Give but it two also, minutes. She seems to. I, she's just been so privy to so much. Yeah. Seeing Kendall from all angles. Yeah. Like, we, I don't know what it was. Was it suggesting a flirtation between them that we I don't, don't know about? I don't think so. No, I think that that was supposed to imply that Jess is intelligent. She's screwed in. She knows what's going on. And she was basically saying to Greg, are you actually going to be complicit in this decision, which yeah. is going to be a terrible thing. Well, she says nuclear war. Yeah. Um, nuclear weapons or something but it does it make, makes you think in those moments you know when you see these like really great performances from these like um characters who don't have that much to mm. do you're like god because they're just, so embedded but it, you just want to you really want to just enter this world i would love to see a, like a kind of spin-off episode which yes. has all of like all of the underlings wouldn't that be yeah, great yeah it would be amazing i also found the conversation between tom and greg where greg's like i don't do coffee anymore mm. i found that really great and <laughs> tom's the comic relief for a second with Tom saying, "This is, this is a bodega sushi." Yeah. Um, I thought, that and the was wasabi great. in the eyes. The wasabi in the eyes was really funny. For that a was second. really that genuinely made me laugh out loud, which very rarely happens when I'm watching TV on my own. Did he just accidentally put his fingers in wasabi? No, I rewound. Is that a word? Yeah, rewound. I think so. um, because I wanted to see how that happened. So basically, Greg had his bodega sushi kind of all laid over, both and of course his... he was eating it. Yes, um, and then um, the character. I can't remember his name, but the British actor yeah. with the big ears, who's now an American actor. Um, no, he's not now American, yeah, but he was playing, playing the, the whatever. Very believably. Um, yeah, very believably. Good accent, good mm. accent. But he's got such a British face. I'm just mm, like, that is, that is an English man. Um, yeah, so he puts his finger in the wasabi as he's trying to move the bodega sushi so that he can sit right. down. And then he does a very deliberate rubbing of his eyes. And then, yeah, I thought I, that really, really made me laugh, actually. But it's Tom, lemony water. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's just a lemon. Of lemon. It's just lemony. Greg, don't put any more lemony water in his eyes. <laughs> um, that's Bibi's beautiful cough you're Excuse hearing me. there so that we've sorry. all had for about six bloody weeks. I know. God, it's fucking lingered. Mm. Do you have to let it linger? Let Do you it have lay, to let it linger? linger. <laughs> <laughs> I was on stage last night and I did that cough and I, I saw people just look at me with disgust. Um, I found Tom's unravelling right from the word go with, no, I'm not okay, Greg. I'm not okay. Um, he seems to be personally offended when he gets attacked mm -hmm. um, as the head of ATN because he is just a puppet. Yeah. So I, I completely believe why he feels so hurt because he's not the one making these actual decisions and the public think he is. Mm -hmm. Where it's not, he's just a puppet. Yeah, but Tom is just like, he's a spoiled brat, basically. I think I used to like him a lot more than I do now because I think it's been really interesting to see these layers of character. Um, but I actually think he's got worse as a person because I think that he's really entitled and... I think that he both wants to be part of this rich elite that he's not, but also judges them very harshly for it and kind of acts like he's better than them in a way. But is it, are we not all the product of how we're treated? So I feel like he was a better person, but he's been really obliterated by Shiv. Yeah. Emotionally, even, you know, every single way, his his self-esteem, um, yeah, so she made him. She's she's built him up to destroy him. Yeah, but Shiv, Shiv didn't have a choice in the type of person that she was going to be, basically. She was born into this very corrupt dynasty. Tom actively chose to be in it. He sought her out. Like she says, you married me for my DNA. He knew exactly what he wanted and he knew what he signed up maybe. for. Maybe, I've never so thought of it like that. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm more team Shiv after this episode because of seeing the very flagrant 
like misogyny towards her really yes I agree. and it made me feel terrible for her and it also just made me kind of feel like it there's there's a powerlessness to it because well, when she walks at the end in her coat out in the rain on her own no security nothing in the dark in the middle of the night um and does that angry phone call to Matt and like we will fuck them yeah she does look so little yeah we'll and fix it she says we'll yeah. fix it um she's determined i do admire her fire me too me too um and you can't you can't keep her down for long shift yeah and you know what i think that there's also something to be said for now that we're approaching like the end of the actual show there's something so distinct about all of their acting styles mm. that kind of it's really it kind of reflects the way that siblings there's a, there's a there's something that unites all of you that you have like this shared history but you also express it in such different ways mm. like you've been given the same paints and you paint such different pictures because she has this very like slightly pouty kind of smoldering actressy um which i think actually goes really really well with the character but like everything feels like um very deliberate when she says it and mm. it like you know the way her lips curl over roman is just so natural and idiosyncratic you, you, yeah exactly you, you just don't even know what's real and what's improv I, I feel like most of it could just be said from his heart he is right like there. the most being actor ever mm. because like some people think there's a distinction between being and doing in acting being right. being someone like brad pitt who's like constantly eating in his scenes and seems so natural and acting being someone like kate winslet who very is like poised i feel like Kieran Culkin is such a being actor. He feels like you dropped him in that scene and that's just, he was just born to say that thing. And then you've got Kendall, who's kind of like a weird mix of both, where he feels supernatural, but he almost kind of seems like an alien sometimes. Well, this episode did show that he is responding, actually, maybe throughout the series, actually, he responds with, he reacts, he's basically bitter. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's something that is, which has uh, done him wrong, he goes in the direction of how am I going to fuck that person who's done me wrong over? Yeah. So in this case, it's Shiv. Yeah. Because he doesn't want Menken. No. His, his, that storyline of his daughter, and, you know, was it one of Menken's team pushing It was her? somebody wearing was a raven head. I don't know what raven head is. I don't is know there. either. That's something I got confused. But I, I think it is Menken's team. Yeah. Basically. I think maybe it's supposed to be Republicans or, or, right. or some, some, you know, clearly somebody who's right wing and. Well, he's, like, the daughter is scared. Yeah. Over I, I found that racism. slightly nebulous. I wish they had been a bit, they'd shown that a little bit more. Or, yeah. like, I, I really, when he rings at the end of the episode and says, Can I come and see the kids? I really did cry because I thought, Oh, he has these moments of true moral awareness and dignity. And, and, and he wasn't allowed to come and see them because obviously why would he? He's, no. he's he's betrayed them now. But like, I just wish I wish I had seen him go there. And I know, see but it's kids. but it's like a duck wanting to be a swan. Like you know, they're going to see them and he, and they're going to have moments where it's like, well, I could do that. But it's he can't be this morally good person. He can't be a good father, and and do all of the other things that he desperately needs to do and will do. So, oh God, but so when he says you know to Shiv just before he realizes that she's backstabbed him, I don't think I'm a very good father. And she's like, oh, you are. Well, you try your best. You, that's yeah. all we can do, right? Shiv has checked out there, hasn't yeah. she? Because she knows she, she can't get too close because she knows she's about to, she's about to betray him. Um, yeah, it was just quite an overwhelming, relentless episode. Yeah. Not, not one of my faves. Definitely not one of my faves. And a crucial and a very important episode. And I think that also because this um, clip of Jesse Armstrong saying that if there was going to be one episode that shocked viewers it was going to be episode eight and is so a lot of people online are saying that 
they felt that that was a bit of an over-exaggeration from his um, point yeah. of view. Because you don't want to go into an episode expecting some huge twist and then feeling disappointed because you don't feel like it was a twisty enough twist or whatever. Having said that, I, I was shocked. And I, and I definitely felt a different type of shock. It wasn't an emotional shock. It was more of a um, a collective shock and fear for what now potentially is a country destroyed. Yes. And I and I and that was a new feeling for me watching the series. I've never really thought about the bigger picture other than the family and the sibling dynamic. Yeah. And I so think, I think that's, that's really clever and brave. Really, really clever. Really interesting to do that just before we get to the finish line. To yeah. be like, yeah, you're the fucking idiot, you, the viewers, for thinking that these were really good, you know, complicated people that you should empathise with and that you should care about. And now we're going to actually show you what they are a part of. Well, and no, I, 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 I get that. But I also, I do feel like there is good there. And I I really hope in the final episode with the funeral, it is back to basics of emotional, complex conversations and harsh truths with the siblings. And yeah. I hope that it's, it's simplified because the information overload in that episode for people like me who aren't, you know, that bright it, when it comes to that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, it did go over my head quite a lot. So whenever there were moments like with Tom and Shiv or Jess and Greg or Kendall and his phone call to his ex. Like, those are the moments that get me. Yeah. But I think that you need the intense information overload sections, even if it doesn't necessarily go in, it is still going in to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I have a, 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 a pretty comprehensive understanding of, like, the situation. And it really forces you to educate yourself as well because, you know, I thought I knew a little bit about the American electoral system, but this kind of really made me think, God, there is so much more to it. It's so much more political. Well, obviously it's politics and it's so much more like of a decision. Like the thing I'm still wrapping my head around is did ATN basically make him president? Yeah, I think so. So if they hadn't made that that call. Tom and the, I guess, where was um, the, the other ATN head? Sid. Where was she? She's been fired. She's been fired. That's why Tom makes that comment about the fact that Sid is uh, bad-mouthing him or something. You know, she's going around town. I think he had to be fired. Who fired her? So, uh, in the end of the, end of the episode, uh, a few episodes ago, where Shiv kind of sidles up to Tom before they've had their reconciliation, she says to him in the plane, um, maybe you should let Sid go. Oh, I just wish we'd seen that. Yeah. They probably um, filmed they it, probably and, they filmed just didn't, it. and they just didn't include it. Um but when, so I just, there's no point getting in a new actress. Like, they should have just had Sid there. That's mm. stupid. Yeah. Sorry, it's not stupid. You're mm. very clever. Mm. TV makers, we're just mere girls. Yeah. Um, we're just thinking of the actress. We're like, oh, poor God, actress, you know? you know? She would have loved that chat yeah. on the election night yeah. with Tom. Um, but when that, the whole, the shoe bit at the beginning where Tom's like, I, I am fine in my shoes. Mm. I am mm. fine. And then when he goes to the, the guy, um, the tall guy, who's very English, English guy, um, goes, oh, nice shoes. Mm. <laughs> And he also asks about, um, so are there, are there are things that people do. I've heard about adult diapers. I think we'll have time to go to the toilet. I know, <laughs> so sweet. Why was that so funny? That was really, It's so really funny wholesome. because of the way he said it. Yeah. It was so adult. Yeah. How yeah. he was saying this very innocent thing. You know, this is Mac- Matthew McFadden's first ever American role. That's insane. I know. Isn't it insane how he good his accent is? He will fly now, won't he? Well, I he mean, won't stop flying. He's just, still flying. No, he's going to be literally backflipping in the air, yeah. free space, like an like an eagle. He's like going to get a fucking Oscar one day, isn't he? One hundred percent. I was going to say that conversation with the new Sid and Tom at the end, where like you know, how long is this going to last? This legal process. So I that was kind of hinting that what they've done is wrong, mm-hmm. and they will get some. Uh, they will have to fight backlash yeah and you know his phone ringing off the hook and yeah 
And I guess that was quite interesting when the ATN uh, anchor yeah. goes on a diatribe about yeah. society and how awful this could be. Yeah. Was he anti-Mencken? No, 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 no. He's that was pro-Mencken. Yeah, oh, pro-Mencken. Right. And that's what they were scared of. And he had formerly been accused of being a Nazi. That really? guy, do you remember? That's yes. the same guy. Of course, Tom- of course. So it's showing that, oh, that's swept under the carpet. Yeah. And now you've got him. Yeah, so Mencken is going to be... Uh, but it's kind of the... It's the vibe of Fox News and the fact that the anchors often will kind of bring their a lot of their own personal opinions onto um, onto the air. That's mm. why people like Fox News because they feel like it's you know free speech and people oh, are right. able to really like kind of sh- share their truth. Um, fascinating. Yeah, really, really fascinating. And and, and and also, I just found it interesting how all the little phone calls with um, Matson. He, he he's obviously in the middle. He's obviously a different time zone. Mm. So he's in his pajamas, mm. alone in his room. You just think about how Alexander Skarsgård would have just had to do that on his own. He just had a chill day. He had such a great filming experience doing that in fine places, you know, beautiful locations. And then for this episode, it's like, hey, um, we've got three different sets of silk, 100% silk pyjamas for you to try on. (laughs) Um, Which do you think he would wear? Yeah, get into this bed. We're just going to set up the cameras. Stay crazy in a really funny way, yeah. but really cool. That is crazy. Yeah. I wonder if Alexander Skarsgård has like a... um, a Scandi accent. He does apparently, but he's lived. He in, he's lived in. The, no, I know, I know. But um, he's lived in the U.S. for so long. I wonder if. I, I wonder what his actual accent sounds like, and I wonder what choices he had to make as Matson to, you know, accentuate it or to yeah. whatever. Yeah, we should God, ask he's, him. He's fucking sexy. Let's phone him up. Yeah, <laughs> let's give him a call. So yeah, so our predictions for the funeral. Yeah. What do you think? Roman is going to have some kind of an outburst when he's supposed to be doing his eulogy. Um, he's going to say something inappropriate. Maybe Kendall tries to stop him and then Roman reveals about the the dead waiter boy. Okay, I don't think any of that. I think Roman won't be able to do the speech because he's too emotional. Mm -hmm. And he'll feel awful about that and embarrassed and like he's failed his father. Uh Um, I feel like Shiv and Tom will reconcile for their baby. Uh Uh-huh. And they'll hold hands in some kind of poignant, subtle way. Yeah, and they'll both kind of sign up for the fact that we're not going to be happy, but... Let's we both want to have a baby. Yeah. Let's bring an unhappy child into the world. Yeah. And Kendall will become... He'll become king, but he'll be miserable. And his family won't speak to him. Because he'll know what he did. And it won't come out about the, the, the boy that he killed. I don't think that will ever come out. No, I mean, obviously, that would be much more subtle and poignant. And that's what everyone's predicting, is that it will never come out. Because it shows the way that power is so corrupt yeah. that you can hide stuff like that. But then, yes, I just feel like... Some people messaged me saying, one person said, which I thought was very clever, that um, it's not Tom's baby. It might not be Tom's baby. Really? And that's why she's delayed it for so long. But I don't, I don't buy that. No, I she th- said it was Tom's baby. Yeah. Yeah, she did pointedly say that, didn't she? Um, yeah, I just, it's going to be intense. Mm. I kind of hope it's kind of, we get enough time with the siblings. It's 90 minutes, apparently, okay, good. That's the last time. episode. That's enough time. That's enough can, time. I'm going to split that in two, do you know what? You're I'm going to save it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch... I, I mean, I'm falling asleep by 9pm at the moment, so... Yeah, yeah I'm going to spit it in two. I'm going to savour every last minute. No, I'm going to... I'm still going to savour this episode. I can watch it now again, just free. I think I might stay up for the actual oh, yeah, that's a good episode. Because it comes out at 2am, yeah. I think, UK time. Yeah. And watch it as it happens. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I'll be able to do I that, actually. Do that. Now. Yeah, I know, yeah. I won't be able to do that. But, yeah, very exciting. Very really, exciting. really exciting. And I think that there's, there's... It's okay for your favourite show that you think 
is perfect and incredible and has had the best moments of TV ever to also have an episode here and there that, you know, isn't isn't your favourite, but it still has so much depth and joy and um, intelligence. I think you, yeah, intelligence. And the fact is you need to have episodes like this in order to have the episodes that are much more emotional. I, I and, will and stuff love like going and watching that one again. God, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Subtitles off. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna really challenge myself next time. Mm. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. And um, I wonder what we're, we're going to have to find another series to do a podcast about, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we should. I love talking about TV. Yeah, I, I fucking love... What, what, what would we even do? Mm, Rick- Entourage. No. <laughs> oh, there you go. What a beautiful... <coughs> what a, that's BB saying I oh, love it you. Oh, came out my nose. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.